Good morning, Delana. Welcome to the Laughing Monkey Music Show. I want to thank you for being on this morning. Oh, <laughs> good morning. I'm, I'm super happy to be here on your show. Thanks. Well, thank you. It's very special to have you on. You've I've been listening to you for a very long time. And uh, Santa Claus on the roof? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> right. Um, so actually, you're actually in uh, Black Forest in Germany. Yeah. So uh, we're in different time zones. It's pretty crazy here. It's early New England for me. Um, so I really want to just go over a couple of your albums, some songwriting stuff. You're in a, you have doing a super thing, the, the program with, with, well, finding kids and helping with children. I want to touch on that. That's super important. Um, and then kind of just talk about, you got some new albums re-released and some EPs. And I want to end on that. Okay. But sure. looking over your albums and knowing some of your albums, actually, I was looking on your site and you have a really great website. And I know it's not pretty recent, but it's really, it's really up to date now, finally, because I think a lot of your music's been out there, like in singles and the accuracy of when things get posted on, on like on iTunes or whatever, the dates are never correct. It's hard to find you know, the, the proper order. So it's nice to see it actually all together. Thank what you. I first noticed is you have an out dance, dance with the snake album. I've never heard of that. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> that was on there. It's one of those. I just, I don't even own a copy of it. It's a, uh, it's just a project or an album that I did. What my very first album, when I, uh, got a, my very first record deal also with a Dutch company and a Dutch label. And uh, we had these amazing African rock songs. It was mm -hmm. with my African band still. And it was very raw, very organic style music. And then we got to Holland and they, it was in the time of Ace and Bass, Ace of mm -hmm. Bass. Yep. They wanted our music to sound like Ace of Bass. So they mm -hmm. took out all the live instruments forced me to sing a specific way which I really couldn't connect with and uh, I was I was really in tears I was young I was 21 and uh, I was just very unhappy so I, I really don't like the sound of it the production the the way they changed the song so yeah I don't have a copy I don't really talk okay. about that <laughs> oh, I was on your website and I was surprised and being a fan I had never heard of that I knew from wonderful on and, and that actually kind of holds to with wonderful it feels like when you first came out with that and I wonder if it's more just the times you're more of a like almost like the, I felt you're being molded to more of like the pop pop music the pop princess and your evolution you've kind oh, of become yeah. more of a rock and roll warrior on your own where you've kind of come yourself That's you know what I mean like you were part of the times like we all were in our 20s and the record labels and everything going on but as you've kind of held on to your career and your music you've really just taken it by the <laughs> you know by the balls yes ma'am yeah <laughs> and it's been, you know, it's been a great transition you've really owned your voice and your music to a point where it's like it's it's you, you know, it's... thank you i i love what you said because it really is true um they say uh the the older the grape the sweeter the wine and i <laughs> i think that really applies to me um i it just it did take me a while to really discover my own voice because i spent lots of years covering artists and I got the label of Janis Joplin and Melissa Etheridge and Stevie Nicks and Tina. Everyone had a, a name for me. Oh, that's the girl that sounds like this and that. And, and I really wanted to get away from that and have my own identity. So it took me a while. But I now, when I listen to my own mm -hmm. voice and my, my newer songs, I'm, I'm super happy. I'm proud that I, I can say that's my voice and I'm not trying to be somebody else. It's very difficult to do that. It, but I really incredible. think that... Yeah. I think that the more you grow um, spiritually, mentally, physically, the more you experience life, uh, the easier it becomes um, to just 
let go of what you think people want and people need and focus more on yourself and mm -hmm. what you want and just to be more authentic and real. I, I think one of the great things with this and the tie-in, you're a mom and for quite a while now, you look like you're an awesome mom. I think oh, part, of your, part, part, of your, part of your change, your child's so cute. Part of your change, and I know becoming a parent, and not for everybody, for me, it made me a better person in a way that I stopped looking at in and I started looking at the world differently. Absolutely. And I feel like the, the level of how you've, you're, you've changed since you become a mom has yeah. been like, just like before you're like walking down the hall, you're who you were when you start becoming you. Right. And then that, then you were like a mom. And like within that first year, you're like, you're like kicking doors down, like in a way where it's just like, <laughs> yes, you're like mama bear. And it's, and it's a, and it feels like it's been such a growth as an artist. Cause I think you have such a great influences. And the problem is a good problem. Your voice is so good. You can cover so many different artists. You have such a range, you know, which is fantastic. So I mean, uh, uh, you know, a label would be like, oh, she can sing anything, you know, this is cash yeah. cow. But your, your voice is a range that you can, you hit, you, you can sing in a register that like a lot of women don't sing in, which is, yes. I, I love that. I love that. You, and, and the fact is you actually, you've sung with um, one of the best artists, I think you've done some stuff with acoustically is some of the, uh, the John Karabi sets you're doing, because he's another oh, one with yeah. a great voice. Oh, yes. When artists can sit down with their voice and an acoustic guitar and carry the emotion of a song. That's like back to the beginning of the Beatles, you know, if you can do a good acoustic guitar and a song and do it. And like, it's like John Karabi on that level, when you guys were doing that was the, the male version of, and you're, you know I mean? And you're, you're just so strong. It was, that was like one of the best collaborations I saw you guys doing that in the club. I was like, yeah. how is this not huge? How are they not playing everywhere with this? I mean. Yeah, I've tried to, uh, you know, John and I, we, we still stay in touch all the time. Uh, we actually dated for a little while and um, we're, we're super good friends and, I've asked him many times because he often comes through Europe and mm -hmm. and uh, told him like, come on, man. I, I get messages from people. It's like, oh, when are you and John gonna play together again? And and I'll ask him, and he's like, yeah, yeah, we got to do that. And but it just never happens. He was they here. They do an album together. Oh, yes, that would be fantastic. And I Even agree. With you, I think when an artist can sit down with an acoustic guitar and really just bring it down to the bare minimum, to the roots, the rawness of a song, and and make people feel emotion make people cry make people uh, feel whatever you know that's when it's real and that's when you know an artist is a, is a good artist I love to listen to artists acoustically stripped down mm -hmm. because that's when I can really tell how good they are yeah. or how good they're not <laughs> and yeah, it's no, not I, like I'm, I'm judging or criticizing but I like to leave a concert feeling goosebumps from hair to toe the hair raising on my neck mm -hmm. uh, filled with emotion and filled with inspiration if I don't get goosebumps in a show I'm very disappointed and it's happened a few times with big names and I was like no this in a way you just wish yeah. it never happened you know it's, <laughs> so. it's hard and then the way the technology is they cover them up they don't play live uh, anymore you would be a great yeah. acoustic uh, album there yourself would it be a mixture down the road I've been trying to do that for years. Me and my, my guitarist and I, we've been working on it literally for like three years now. I've paid for all the musicians to play all their parts. I've got an amazing cellist on there. And it's just, it's, it's moving very slow. And I think it's something inside me that's blocking me every time I want to go there. It's because it's mostly covers. And because everyone's always asking, when are you going to do your versions of covers? And so I thought I'll do covers acoustically. Then I 
kill two yeah. birds with one stone. But I think it's because it's uh, a cover thing that it blocks me all the time, you know? Uh, my, my opinion, I, I love your originals and maybe throw a couple covers on there. I think yeah. you, 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 you could, and I say start doing your originals, okay. kicking back from, well, my favorite, you know, Beautiful Monster is, is a great starting point for you. Where you just really just owned the planet as far as songwriting. My favorite I think, album. I think you fused. I mean, your other uh, Inside Out was good. I mean, your other good stuff too. And you know, and even your popular stuff was fun. But but that album yeah. reached the songs. It's to me, it's like oh, this almost, she, she already came up with her, her Sergeant Pepper's album already. I mean, it, to me, it was wow. it's huge in a way where emotionally, that's like in certain albums you can play a lot. I know you have other good albums, but like to me, that is like. The, the emotions of that and, and yeah. the vocals and the songs and, and just the lyrics. I mean, Falling Apart is probably one of the best songs. That, oh, I don't know how it's not out there. I'm glad you re put it back on the other album. We'll talk about that after. I'm glad you're it's back yeah. out. More, more people yeah. should hear it. Um, Thank you. But the, the emotion, it was like, I, it, it shows in all of your songwriting, it shows your influences earlier on. That album, it's not just one genre. I don't, I don't even, I think maybe that's part of the thing is you can't really put it, it's not a pop thing. It's not going to be up between Beyonce and this and that. It's not going to be, you know, Celine Dion. I mean, it's, it's like a soulful yeah, album. Yeah, it definitely and, was. And, and the market's not like that right now, or hasn't no. been forever. And no. the brilliance of that has been lost, I think, you know? Yeah, I agree. I wish it would, I really, I pray that real music would come back. I don't listen to the radio anymore. I'm so sick and tired of listening to the either. same overproduced, <laughs> uh, auto-tuned bull crap all the time. Yeah. And I'm trying to teach my seven-year-old daughter to appreciate real music and, um, it's it's annoying when you turn on the radio and all you hear is this boom 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 nonsense and um, all the same tone the nasal thing these girls mm -hmm. are doing young girls I just don't oh it, it just frustrates me because there's so much more to music and all the copycatting stuff and but you know um, I think I think there is still a, a a big niche for rock music and soul music and real music it's just I think it's a phase now in in the world, and and I I don't think rock and roll will ever really die. No. It's it's just a little buried at the moment. There's just a few albums out there, and that one in your music is in particular where it's always like I probably touch on a lot of albums. I think of people that have really should have had bigger, you know, props for certain for their careers, what they're doing as an artist. Yeah. It's just compared to you know what's out there. Um, I so, agree. I agree. Yeah. Angel camouflage and you did some acting. Yes. How'd that come I about? It's kind of interesting. It's kind of fun. Well, How when I was a little girl, I, I wanted to be an actress. That was my mm -hmm. dream. So um, I went, my high school was a um, ballet, art, music, and drama school. And you could major in one of those uh, subjects. So I picked drama because I thought, okay, this is my start to my acting career. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, long story short, I had a very yeah. rough childhood and I finally just ran away when I was 15. It was either me or my mom who was gonna, who were going to get really hurt. And so I, I just escaped the madness, literally, physically. And I immediately started singing with this older guy who had a one-man show, a solo artist, singer-songwriter. Um, and he was a friend of my mom, so he asked me to join him. And for me, that was anything was better than being at home. So I grabbed right. that opportunity, ended up singing most of the nights alone. He would sit at the bar and get totally trashed, take all the money, <laughs> yeah, just buy me my necessities every week, didn't give me any cash. It's like a music and, pimp, that's awful. Yeah, he really was. He's passed away now, unfortunately. But I, I, 
it took me three months to realize that was not a good deal. So uh, I went back to Johannesburg in South Africa and just started auditioning for all kinds of bands. And then I got a call from my South African band who I had some success with called Wazani. And before I knew it, I was 21 recording an album and I was like, oh my God, what happened to the acting dream? So the acting very quickly got buried in the back um, back part of my, my mind. And then with Rockstar Supernova, as soon as yes. it finished, my manager got a call from the director of Angel Camouflage. And he said, I saw her. Um, and when I saw her doing the Nirvana song, I, I, I knew that she had to be the lead actress in the movie. And when I got the news, I, I was like stunned that I was going to finally be in an acting acting job. But I was so into the music at that point that when I met with the director, mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll act in your movie, but I'll do it if you use my songs for the soundtrack. I was more interested in just getting my songs on the movie. Right. And he's like, yeah, sure, I love your music. Let's hear it. And and. And uh, when the deal came around, we said, I like this song, this song, and I had to write some extra songs for some scenes. And then came the, the acting thing. And I was like, oh my God, I have to act. <laughs> like I forgot all about the acting part and, and I was freaking out actually. And yes, it was a lot of fun. And when I look back at it, I'm, there's a part of me that's quite proud of it because I've never had Should any be. coaching training. But um, there's a part of me that also thinks like, wow, if I had to do that over now, I would be so much better. I feel like when I watch it, I was trying too hard. You can say about everything though about you right now. You're, you, look, <laughs> you know what I mean? That, look how you've changed. Yeah, if you yeah. look back who you are, you can't regret anything you've done. Not regret it, but you can't be like, ah, you did that. that that's, you doing that is part of who you are now and part of, you know yeah. what I mean? And how you are. I mean, that's, it's fun right. to do yeah, stuff like that. It's, right. you know, you, no you regrets, right? We no. shouldn't have regrets. No. no, that's true. And I, 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 I often think like when I'm gone one day, It'll be so awesome for my my daughter to be able to listen to my songs and mm -hmm. see me in a movie, and hopefully I'll do another movie. It would be great. I want two. I, best I would think you should. Awards, which blew my mind. <laughs> yeah, I think I would be really great in a a serious drama. That's really my my strength. Other people might say, no, no, you're a comedian. You should be in a comedy. <laughs> if you know me, you'll be like, oh my god, yeah. you're such a comedian. But uh, I would love to do more acting. But right now, my focus is on my daughter. She wants to get acting. So I'm busy working on that at the moment. She's, That's the best she's project the you've ever had. Absolutely. Kids. Yes, absolutely. Because your kids probably got to be like around, I don't know, 11? No, 10? I don't even know. Oh, she's guess. seven. She's seven. Seven? I think she's older. Yeah. Oh. It feels like it, huh? You, you have yeah. probably good, good another five years before she starts being like, oh, I got to talk to my friends now. I haven't got time for you, mom. Don't say that. Shut up. Listen, three kids, three <laughs> I kids. I had three best friends until they started getting that age. Aww. And then they're like, I'll talk to you later. You're like, <laughs> come on, I'll do anything with you. I can't, I can't, I, I can't I'm saying this because I want you to start to prepare yourself. Give yourself some space I'm, every day. You're like, I need 10 minutes away from you. I need to start preparing for you not to be one around me as a, as a, as a young kid. Not in a bad way. It's just because. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. You're like, are you kidding me? You're my best friend. We talk about it all the time. It's like we're yeah. addicted to each other. It is. We and sleep it like, next to each other since birth yeah. every single night. It's just her and I. Yeah. She sleeps next yeah. to me. She doesn't even have a bed. She has a bed, but it has no mattress and it's turned into a play bed because <laughs> it's a double decker thing, yeah. you know? And uh, so, and it's just her and I. And we're like, oh my gosh. And, and I tell her every night in bed, I'm like, 
one of these days, you're not going to want to hug mama anymore and talk to mama. And, yep. and she goes, mom, don't be crazy. I'll never do that. So I'm going to record her one of these days. You got it. I'm telling you, because it's like before I was <laughs> hugging and everything. And now it's like, I'm like, can I get a hug? You're like, I'm not into that, dad. Bye. Bye. <laughs> No. You're like, is it cats in the cradle every day in my house? But I've been here with you. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, they're, uh, but yeah, I love them and they do music yeah. and stuff. So there's some good time. It, cool. It's good. Um, I think it's, I think, I think, yeah, you are, you're a good mom. And I think the, the, the image that you're portraying now, the fact you've owned who you are now in your music clearly is going to reflect upon the parent you're going to be and that you are. But the kind of parents, your parent, I was having to say the parenting, how it's going to carry on and be to your child as your child takes these impressions now that last forever. Cause you know, these are the years that just that just sticks with you and forms who you are. Absolutely. So, so yes. I think having having a strong mom standing up and doing things and having her own career is huge. Yes, it's huge. I really so, think uh, you know when when um, when Kamala Harris uh, just became the vice president, I, I was awesome. I was watching that inauguration. I tears coming out of my yeah. my eyes. And River, my daughter, was sitting next to me. She said, "Mom, are you crying?" And I said, "River." do you understand what this means for you? And I explained it to her that, you know, just like Kamala said in her amazing yeah. speech, that this is a door opening for every young girl on the mm -hmm. planet, that you can be who you want and achieve what you want if you just fight for it, believe in it. And I could really see in River's face that she got it. And then she looked at the TV and she was like, and, and I think to have a mom, that's also a role, role model and someone you, that you, not worship, but just someone that you really you have to. respect. And, you know, I, yeah. I think that makes such a huge difference to be the best mom that you can and to teach your child that life is about going and getting it. It's not going to come to you. And about goodness and being good to others. And, and you know, karma, I'm a big believer in karma. What you give, you get. And, uh, I mean, m my mom, I know she did the best that she could for me. She was a horrible mom. <laughs> And I'm very lucky that I survived that, but I was mad at her for most of my life until I realized after I had a child that she literally did the best that she could. And I now embrace that and she's passed away and I can't tell her, but I wish I could tell her, I'm thankful for the years that you gave me, even all your bad things, all the, the mm. mistakes you made. I learned from them. They made me super powerful, super strong. And being a mom, I know exactly the signs now. I know what to look out for, what not to do, what to do. There's so many things my mom could have taught me that she didn't, you know, for all kinds of things, important things in life, which I had to find out all by myself. Even when I had my own daughter, I, I, I didn't know what to do with certain things because my mom never taught me anything. So it's important to be a good mother and a good father, a good role model for our children. And so... Much. It's number one to me. I'm telling you the biggest record deal can come right now and say, we want to sign you, but it means that you'll have to be away from home for a year without your daughter because we want just you. I would say, screw you, pal. I'm not doing it. Well, I agree with you. I think that, um, more recently, you did the Lana album, which was some more camouflage songs mixed together. Then you did a live album. You have two pieces that just came out and re-released an animal, but to lead into animal, you've been doing some other things, the projects with the ch child abuse trafficking oh yes um, that's uh, a perfect let's talk about that this is a perfect lead into that from there into this into those okay so i've been um yeah for years now i've been involved with human trafficking child trafficking uh child sexual abuse and i actually started all of this when i was living in los angeles uh i would 
go to these shelters for women and children, battered victims of domestic violence. So that's how I started. And then when I moved over to Holland, um, I always talked about it at my shows. I, a lot of my songs are about it and, and I just talk about it very openly. Mm -hmm. And I got asked by a, a foundation in Holland to be their ambassador. Um, it's called Fight Against Abuse. And it's a, it's, it's a, sometimes it's a freaky responsibility when, when there's some material that I need to read that's super mm. sensitive. It affects me deeply. Um, I, I have sleepless nights about it, but I think being a victim or being a, a warrior and a survivor myself has really given me a, a, a powerful weapon to be able to speak about it very openly um, and to help people and, and especially young people. And um, don't be mistaken, there are a lot of male young children who are in these uh, abused groups. And, and my goal really is to target the male victims because I think they feel uh, more embarrassed than girls to speak yeah. up about sexual abuse. So with my foundation that, I, uh, that I've teamed up with, we, we often visit um, universities and colleges and we talk to the students about this. Mm -hmm. And the guy that's uh, the founder, when he speaks, he's, he tells his story. He also has a crazy story about his little girl being abused. And that's what made him start the foundation. Um, but he's, he's more uh, diplomatic and uh, you know, sticks to the script. And when I go up, I never, I improvise. I just ad lib, I go for it. I just speak my heart. And it, But do you ever follow the script in any part of your life though? No, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, that, maybe that movie you did a long time ago, that script you have, but besides oh, that, that, right? Yeah. I did change a few things, but they like it. There you go. There you go. So as long as you stay um, in character. Yeah. And you know, as long as you're honest uh, about this, that's the best part. I really feel that young people can tell the difference between someone who's experienced, experienced mm -hmm. it and people who have not, because they always come to me after the lecture and they come and ask for a hug or they cry and they say, mm -hmm. wow, I, I've never spoken about my issues. Thank you for letting me open up. And so, you know, um, we've been working for a while on banning this uh, manual for pedophiles that's legal in Holland. What? drives me insane it's completely legal and it's disgusting uh i can't go into detail of course but i had no. to read some chapters of this manual and i was horrified i'm so and surprised i mean oh for you know it's just beside legal me. on top no of one, it i mean i know there's gross stuff out there but i can't even imagine it's no one can understand it but because you don't know after, we got it we got it we got the the um what do you call it the cabinet in holland to finally say, okay, we're going to put a ban on this book. So now we've achieved that. And I'm super happy and proud of the well, foundation. The problem is it's out on the dark web too. So, you know, with the internet, there's nothing you can do. So the fight never, ever ends. But it's good for the youth to know that there are people they can come to for help, people they can talk to. Just communicating about it is already a huge help. Mm -hmm. So, That's you know, I, I, can't, I can't change it. I can't take it away, but I can help people feel better and feel love and get help that is the best i'm gonna we're gonna put as I said, links but so people know listening all the links to all the stuff she's talking about is gonna be right underneath this channel so go to it if you want to you know please support it Thanks, if, you have, if you have issues i want it's just very important this is 
most important part of our talk today. Well, besides me saying hi to you. <laughs> uh, thank you. Um, it is very important. It's it's it, seriously when I when I saw you were doing this, it's just paramount to everything I wanted to talk to you about. It was the most important point of conversation. And and, and yeah. I saw you, you actually did a video, kind of. Uh, yes. Yes, I made a video. I like that. Thank you. How'd that, come, uh, how'd that come about? The concept for that one that was pretty cool. It's actually fun. I, uh, I I came up with the whole concept myself um, in one night in my bed, in my half awake, half asleep state of mind. Mm -hmm. um, and that's how I write songs most of the time, too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the I was with another foundation at that point. Um, and I had a much more intense video. Mm. And they were like, oh my God, you can't do this. You got, no, you can't <laughs> yeah. do that. And I was like, come on. Because I was actually beating up the abuser myself in the original video that I had, the, uh, the original script. And um, they were like, no, that's just too much. You can't do that. So this is the soft version soft of verse. what I've been doing. Yeah, but so what I wanted to achieve with the clip was to say, I don't condone violence. Of course I don't, but Basically, I wanted to say, I've got your back mm -hmm. to the victims. I'll protect, I want to protect you. I want to help you. I want to help you get the bad guys and let them feel the way they make us feel. And because I think that's something that a lot of people who have never been abused, and God bless you, thank God you're okay. Um, but people who haven't been abused, they just don't understand how deep it is, how deep it goes. And, and, for me as a victim, when I was really a victim back in the day, uh, I, I just remember always thinking, I wish I could make them feel how they make me feel. Mm -hmm. And so as an adult, and especially now as being a mom, I'm even much more mama bear, I'm mama lioness, I'll rip their heads off. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm a lot more intense about it. Uh, I know I'm safe, but I'm gonna make sure my daughter's safe and all those others out there. So the video was just, uh, yeah, three of us. I made the script. I uh, basically directed I like it. it. Yeah, Thank you. I, I thought, first thing I thought was, first off, it, it's a killer. So it's a good song. But it's got all the parts. You could be a good song and have a, you know, a crappy video, a concept. It could still yeah. be a good idea, but it could be poorly conceived. You know, paper to script and, and, and to film. It could be a nightmare. But you kept it kind of like a regular video, kind of a live feeling. But you had a story concept to it. But it also carried the point where it felt like it was a very much an empowering thing that like it was yes. you know Absolutely. an empowering thing for the for the the victim, for the victim. Thing, that you are not you know you're not yeah you're not alone just there's, there's other help there's you know it's not you right it just felt like on so many different levels and i can't even relate personally that i'm not going to try to speak you for that but just watching from the outside and then the awareness for somebody or other people that i haven't seen it go oh and then you've got the information yes it's like chock yeah. full of all kinds of things in there. It's got, a, got some song, got some education, you know. Yeah. You kind of get everything out. A little bit of suspense, what's going to happen to the guy in yeah. the trunk. Oh, I yeah. think I know that's uh, happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that there's no surprises there. Right, I don't know. Right. Maybe. And a spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler, yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's going to end good for him. It was no. <laughs> it, it's good. And the, the uh, so that's actually in the, your, your animal EP is just, it's really good too. It, it's got like a Thank different you. twist to it for you. It's, Still animal showing. is uh for me in my opinion when i look listen to animal which i don't <laughs> but when i hear it uh i go this is the album that took me spiritually as a, a, a an adult woman to the next level where if you listen to all my other music 
it's very personal. It's about me, my experiences, my life. Animal is me looking out at the world and seeing what's going on around me with social media and with mm-hmm. with the uh, animals and, and abuse and uh, animal abuse. That. And so I, I just think like, wow, how did I start writing about world things and not about myself anymore? So uh, I love that. I love yeah, well, it. Well, being a parent and, and doing what you do with the, the foundation. Right. But a lot of your songs are just fun rock songs and, you know, touching different parts of your life. Beautiful Monster, I think, was the beginning part of that, too. You, you really Absolutely. touched a lot of other stuff. I think to me, that feels like you have a bunch of fun songs. You Beautiful Monster, which touched on a really deep part, like in the heart. Yeah. Like a heart, like a heart rock and roll album. It and, is. And then, and then you, fun and just some other stuff. And then kind of picking up on the next part of that level, connecting the bridge to that would be Animal, I think. You know, And it's kind of yeah. fun that you did uh, Inside is kind of remastered now because that's kind of your fun album. So you kind of have two different yeah. pieces out at the same time. You got yeah. you know, introspective, but they got some rock and roll and kind of just chill back a little bit. And it's kind of neat that they right. both came out at the same time. I like well, that. they didn't really come out at the same time. Well, it happened because of Corona. Yeah, you well, know what I mean? Because we were actually going to do a much bigger release for animal and we had a whole plan for it and then we delayed it and delayed it and it finally came out because we thought okay corona is going to end three months four months yeah right and then it came out and we already had the inside out re-release plan so we couldn't stop that one so i'm yeah it's great that they're out at the same time but i i had I a that. whole different plan in mind you know but you you're very right about beautiful monster though it was the first album that i did uh you with own my that own one my own label i got the producer i wanted and it was just the two of us alone for a month mm-hmm. he's not a rock guy he's a punk uh uh i mean he's the guy who found nirvana and audio slave and all those mm-hmm. uh, uh, guys um he he and i just clicked and i had the power for the first time to creatively direct the producer and say no, this is the take. Instead of the producer telling me, yeah. no, drink some more whiskey. I want yeah, I want your voice to be more. And I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. You know, with Jack, it was like, uh, he would say, that was a great take. And I, and I would go, it was, but I, I can do it better. I want to try something. And he was completely cool. Like, okay, let's hear it. Or we would both go, oh, that was it. You know, yeah. after one take. The recording, but, it sounds good too. It sounds like it's like, like you're, it's, like you're in the room. It just feels warm. Very it feels like okay. a vinyl record. It feels very yes, like, like the records in the '70s were. You could really own it. Like it just wow. You say it well. It it, it just you know it's, that's how I listen to music. Yeah, so that, that's why I like it about it. On. I didn't want you know? any. You know, the Inside Out, Out album is amazing. Dave Bassett, yeah. a phenomenal producer, but mm-hmm. we really produced that record. We had all kinds of tricks yeah. on there, but with beautiful uh, with a beautiful a monster, I told Jack when we met for the very first time, I flew over to Seattle to, to chat with him. And he asked me, what is the most important thing for you about this album? And I said, well, I'm doing it with crowdfunding. It's called mm-hmm. my music, my way. And for me, it's important that you let me have my way. I'm going to listen to you as a producer and I'll take yep. your advice, but I, I know what I want. And he was like, I'm totally cool with that. It's and great. it really is. And I told him, I don't want any, over the top production. I want it to be as organic and raw as possible, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what we did. And there I love the fact there was that nothing you, fancy yeah. there. No, and I love the fact you've come back and and you know the animal again. It's got the same feel. It's kind of you know overproduced, big, epic sounds. 
it's it's I like the fact you're going back and forth. I like the fact that each album's a different feel. It's not yeah. gonna be like, oh, I know what I know what the next Delon album's gonna be like. I'll get it when it comes out because I know what it's like. I have no idea. <laughs> right. What the album's gonna be, and that's exciting. That's the way music should be, and the way yeah. it's way. Um, have you heard fantastic. the Vanishing Signs album? No. Vanishing Signs is a project that I sing with. Uh, it's an Italian Swiss band, oh. and they they found me on uh, on YouTube. And flew me over and I did these super intense rock songs. And it came out beginning of last year, 2020, I think. And if you hear that, you'll be like, I, I guess you could compare it a little more to the LA Guns mm -hmm. style and sound that I have, but a lot more perfect. This, the guy who uh, writes all the songs, he's, he's um, an amazing Hammond yeah. player. He's very oh, nice. over the top. It has to be perfect. And I had four days in Italy and I had to sing. No, I had three days in Italy and I had to sing eight songs, I believe. It was very intense. The most intense work I've ever done. How are you going to sing eight rock songs, songs and eat all that pasta while you're there? That's impossible. <laughs> and you're right. I ate my <laughs> You're in Italy. <laughs> if you hear these songs, Sean, they are super high, full voice, power rock songs. And then you hear me doing an, a, an, an acoustic living room concert. And it's like, mm -hmm. so that's what I want to do. That next album. I want to really do that acoustic. That I acoustic. think it'd be great. Yeah, and, and I think, um, I think a lot of it should be your stuff. You know, Thank you do you. a lot of these covers I, and, I and, and you, you know, you've done good. And I, I liked you. I liked your voice in, in you saying it like, um, and now I got too. I think you, you, your voice transcends yeah. and it does really well. Um, I, love I like the, the solo. I mean, I, I, you know, it's good. Ellie Guns has its own sound and they've continued on doing well. And I'm glad you've continued on doing your own stuff because it's breaking off. It's been yeah. two good, two, two good pieces have gone from that. Um, yeah. The other thing is, oh, how did you get involved with Mick Mars? How did he do on your album? Don't ever cease him. Oh, Mick Mars. Oh, he's such a darling. I miss him so much. We lost contact. Um, I don't know why. It's not like we had a fight or anything. He just no, no, just of, you were on, on the album, and I don't know how, like, that's such a small little nugget, and he's, yeah, he's well, very we rarely on any albums, you know? We just, we became friends, and uh, uh, via my old manager, my previous manager, hooked us up for a songwriting session, and we literally hit it off immediately when I said, when he, he compared a, a song to, he's like, we were writing something, and he said, yeah, it's like uh, it's that it's like that Motley Crue song, uh, da, 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 da. and I said, "Sorry, no offense, but I don't like Motley Crue," <laughs> and I didn't I didn't know that he was in Motley Crue. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I said, I, and I said, and I'm really sorry, but I've never heard of you. Um, my manager just said you're like this amazing guitarist, and mm -hmm. and then when I he didn't say anything, and then he brought up the Motley Crue thing later on, and then I said, "Yeah, I'm not really a Motley Crue fan," and then he burst out laughing and he said i knew i would love you i knew there was a reason i would like you because i don't like them either and then he started telling <laughs> all the stories and we just hit it off yeah and we actually got this tattoo together um this one oh, here wow. yeah he has it on his hand we went and got it it's his I, yeah, it's I the, that. yeah yeah it's the voodoo symbol for mars and so we both got it and we just we tried so many times to write something together. I would I'd drive up to his house mm -hmm. in Malibu and we would end up just sitting in the kitchen on the counter. He would Laughing. be eating M&Ms and 
we would just be laughing our asses off and talking shit for hours and not writing anything. And then came came my album, and then I said, "Hey Mick, do you want to do you want to play a solo on one of my albums?" And he's like, "Sure." So I uh, went over there to his place, and we just he just took picked up his guitar and started jamming all kinds of stuff. Gave he's me back fantastic, the, and the that is great. Oh, it's very telling that he did it for you, and he barely does it for anybody. And he's such a talented right. musician, and he's so underrated in his in his song. I don't know. Oh, he's and he's just I don't, I don't know. I think it's gonna take thirty years after he's gone before the world realizes how beyond. That's a shame. I beyond agree. the legacy of like, oh, it's Motley Crue. There's Motley Crue in the, the song itself, but it's not about that. Like, take him outside of the song of the Motley Crue, just as an artist. Yeah, he totally. There's a separate he's a, person he's there. A master. Yeah, and I don't think yeah. that's fully owned like that. I think it's oh, he's part of Motley Crue and the, the you know, the exactly. stuff with it. No, just take him out of that and, as a guitarist. And I think I'm glad yeah. I'm glad you guys stay together because that's fantastic. Yeah, and Karabi, so you guys are Motley Crue. I mean, two, you know, two and really. Karabi, yeah, that's true. That was. If somebody doesn't know Motley Crue, I mean, you're just collecting them like a trading card there. <laughs> oh, you're out. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. true. Yeah, um, it is. Well, this this has been awesome. I would say. Last question: Have you ever done? Um, and they do a lot of cover songs. I haven't been able to hear you. Have you ever done Patsy Cline's "Crazy"? I can't believe you just asked me that. No, but I love that, and I've been saying have, I'm. I've, I've been saying for years, I want to cover Crazy by Patsy Cline. That's I have, funny. When the first time I do all those cover songs, I'm like, I like when you do cover songs. I'm like, man, if there's any person that could do that song and do it justice right now. Wow. And I thought that for like, I don't know, since you were in like, like Rockstar or Supernova, I, I always thought, man, if there's one song, I was always hoping you'd come out with that one song, it would be crazy. If you did, wow. if you did no other cover songs and it's original, that's fine. With an acoustic guitar, that would be the best ever. I'm just well, you selfish know, I'm about actually, it. I'm actually in uh, South Germany, as you said, right now for a week um, with with a trio that I play with. Mm -hmm. It's a husband and wife team, and um, the three of us met in this Corona times, and so we're kind of a Corona band. We call ourselves, but they're classically trained uh, musicians, and they teach music. And it's a really weird combo. She plays all kinds of recorders, like from the huge bass recorders yeah. to the tiny little penny whistle kind of recorders. And he plays classical guitar. And so they play a lot of klezmer music and I'm a rock singer. So we got together and now we have this klez rock trio and we do the craziest things. We take all kinds of songs and we change them up into these bizarro, uh, just fun things and so I told them last night I said we should get some songs from the classics from the 40s 50s 60s you know mm -hmm. so I'm gonna throw crazy in there good idea it's, I think it's a great idea it's a great song from back then too I think it, yeah you could really do it justice you and especially um obviously I know if you're the great musicians because you don't play with anybody who's not good at this point it's right. so it's, it's right it's <laughs> I'm looking forward to hearing it. I think it's fantastic um thanks Sean I'll definitely I, uh, dedicate it to you well, I, I would, that would touch me very much. I thank you. I want to thank you for being on the show and giving time. Um, it's welcome. been pretty awesome. It's very awesome. Thank I hope people can see you. We'll put all the links of everything underneath here. Okay. I want to thank you for being yeah. on the show. Thank Thanks, you. Sean. It was my okay. pleasure. Thank you. All right. Bye. All right. Ciao.